very excited to announce my first guest, Lee Hawkins, who Lee was an ex-media agency, but he's now a coach and he's actually the first coach that I ever knew about and the person I spoke to when I was thinking about going into it. So thank you so much, Lee, for being my first guest. Welcome. That's my pleasure. Thank you very much. It's good to be on. I've listened to uh, some of your pods, not every single one, but I've listened to most of them and I really like them. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can I also say Lee is a really good friend of mine as well. Um, so we he really has been on like my journey of coaching and has been that person I can go, oh, I don't know if I could do it. And he's always been there with amazing advice. Um, and I'll give you all the details of where you can, if you like the sound of him or think you want to be coached by Lee, um, I'll leave all the details at the end. So, um, OK, let's crack on, Lee. Um, and we'll try and keep it as brief as we can because someone's got a football yeah, game. As long as they normally do. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so, Lee, can you share a pivotal moment or experience in your life that empowered you to pursue your passion or your purpose? Wow, a pivotal moment. Yeah, that's a big old, a big old question. Um, I guess in terms of where I am now, I remember back in 2007, um, I remember feeling under pressure for the first time, you know, um, first mortgage, first recession that I'd kind of, well, experienced as a adult and first baby and and I and I just had this real big pressure on my shoulders and pressure so much I actually I cripped my neck one day and then I went to this place in Covent Garden and they were doing special offers that on their but on on their um anniversary each year they did a special offer and it was their 17th year of being in as a practice so he fixed my neck and he said what what else would you like to try and uh, on the on the top floor um they did hypnotherapy and kind of hypnotherapy slash coaching and I and I so I said oh, well I'll try that um and yeah and just the the positive reframing of all of my pressures in in that session it was my first kind of real experience of coaching and um and kind of sharing that so yeah so a bad a bad neck some pressure <laughs> and some some kind of solutions from that session and that was I guess that was my first pivotal moment in terms of where I am now mm-hmm. as a coach um if can I add a second one of course you can okay um so my my dad um was a car dealer and had a Vauxhall dealership for decades and decades and the general consensus because he was successful you know and we were very lucky and went on holidays and things like that um as kids with you know as a family that's what they loved to do with the little bit of money that they had um uh, and the general consensus was that I would kind of go off go into the trade mm-hmm. and do a lot of that and why not go into a ready-made successful business but my my dad said to me do something that you enjoy do something that you love he said because you'll be doing it a bloody long time <laughs> how true is that 
Yeah, that's it. So, and I loved media and marketing and advertising. Um, and I did that for a long time. And then I loved helping people, mentoring people. And I get to do that now every day, which is, is pretty cool. So that I guess that was the do something that you love and you enjoy and gets you in a state of flow. And that, that advice was was terrific. Amazing. It, it's amazing how sometimes it's hard to put it down to like one moment. And like, I love that your first experience of like coaching was so long ago when probably wasn't really like hypnotherapy we've always heard of. But coaching, I, I don't know about you, but is still quite a new thing that a lot of people haven't necessarily either tried or done before. So I've had it to have an impact so early on. And then, you know, our families always kind of sow that seed and, you know, we're both parents and all you want as a parent is for your kids to be doing something they that they're happy with. And I think years ago, it used to be sticking in one job where now you can be pivotal and kind of change direction. And I, I, it's, I find that really empowering that, you know, if you stay in a job as long as you want to, amazing. But if you feel the need to change, that's equally as good. Totally. And, and I, I listened to a good audio book by Jimmy Carr a while back. And one of the, it's, it's kind of like a self-help book as well as being quite funny yeah, the odd swear, odd swear <laughs> word here and there and stuff like that. But there was something he said in that, which was that we're a different version of ourselves, like every fifteen years. Wow. You know, so, you know, not to fifteen at school and obviously kind of growing up, and then fifteen, kind of into your mid to late, you know, twenties, yeah. and you know, kind of relationships and career, starting to think about a career, but feeling your way and then 30 to 40 or 45 maybe putting your foot down on the career but then also maybe in that stage of buying maybe a flat if you can you know get on the ladder and relationships and marriage and things like that and then yeah. kind of 40 to 55 which is kind of unfortunately I'm in that section well into well into that section now um so yeah just that and the sense of we are different versions of ourselves and but also with we get told by the trend and the experts that our kids will probably have four different careers in their lifetimes and I think it's empowering for them to know that just we'll just do some stuff that you enjoy at the beginning because it's probably gonna pivot a little bit you know yeah. with AI or whatever it is it will change and yeah. just just do something that that, that 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 is makes you happy definitely that is the key isn't it and some like it's hard when you are really young to know sometimes what makes you happy but sometimes you just got to try different things out some of us are lucky enough to know early on what we want to do but um well okay right on to the next question lee um hopefully not as big a one as that one but my i did have questions that were really simple i was like oh i'm gonna be a bit more professional so i'm <laughs> a bit more wordy on you sorry uh what are some of the practical strategies or tools you've used to overcome challenges and obstacles in your personal or your professional life 
Oh, so some of the, I mean, I guess goal setting is, you know, something I've always done. So in media, my old career, so I was planning and buying. So you're planning things that TV spots that people might see or print ads that they might read. Um, so there was a planning process um, and then working with clients and leading large businesses and client teams, I guess it was trying to foresee problems that might happen <laughs> so there's a lot a lot of planning in there and then that you know personal goals so planning goals planning stretch goals you know and understanding that the journey is just as important you know as the end goal yeah um but yeah so so I, I guess setting those goals from a young age I think I don't know I think my mother-in-law always says that I said I'd get married near 30 which she was probably not impressed about I don't know um yeah. given that me and Lisa have been together so long yeah. <laughs> but yeah um but yeah I've always kind of planned certain things and and milestones and finances and things like that so um yeah I guess goal setting is is something that I've found really important in mm-hmm. and has empowered me to succeed some of the time yeah and I guess it it flows with that kind of you know as a coach a lot of us love goal setting I have to say I kind of step back from it a bit more and really I think because of me I I like setting the goals but sometimes I'm not always clear on my vision and that's like things that I've had to be working on so the word goals for some people can be quite daunting um but equally, you kind of need them to know where you, you're going to go and like plan that journey, like you said. Yeah, I, I think I think it's like a bell curve, isn't it? It's kind of like twenty percent of people really love the the numbers and they want to get yeah. there, and percent want it to be a little bit more loosey goosey and just kind of you know step back from it. But I think being intentional and saying you know, so, I would like to go to for a swim to the gym, you know. Um, five or six times a week but if I set that as a hard and fast goal I'm always going to be disappointed yeah you know I might do yeah, I did four you know a couple of weeks ago four times in a week but then that was because I took a few days off but you know so you know if you're intentional about so if you say I'd like to go two or three times a week then you're going to be happy more often yeah. than that. yeah so so I, I think it's an intention that you will do some kind of exercise yeah you know like tonight walking down the from seven sisters to tottenham's ground is a good half an hour walk for me so that's an hour yeah. and that's a that's a mile and a half so you know the fact that i've done bugger bugger all today apart from sitting on my bum coaching people um i know that i'm going to walk three miles tonight so yeah. that's you know that you know just kind of making those small little goals and I won't get the bus and I won't get the overground so that's all good but then if it it rains that might not come off (laughs) but again it comes back to that intention doesn't it and almost kind of you know what you really like to do and then narrow it down to like what is realistic so that because it is about achieving them and I think perhaps for too long I've set two way out there and I need to like hone in a bit and then I'm you feel happier once you see that actually and I think I'm more of a visual person so on my gym app 
it gives me little dots when I've been there. And, and if I see more dots, it makes me happy. So I'm like, yeah. I can't. <laughs> no, that's okay. it. it. Yeah, having those intentions, you know, and knowing it's the journey yeah. rather than just always the numbers is the good thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. Um, who or what has been a major source of inspiration and empowerment for you? I know you're a real avid um, book reader. And if you do go on to Lee's website, he's got a great section where he recommends loads of books. Um, I highly recommend people go and check that out. Um, yeah, so. Who, yeah, who or what? So, yeah, I've always, I've always, um, I've always enjoyed a book or, or I, I'm, to be honest, I, I was never a big reader at all. Okay, right. and and I'm and at school I was pretty average, you know, you know C's, lots of C's and, and stuff like that. Um, I love an autobiography, you know, and I love to live vicariously through other people like that, which is you know successful people, yeah. sports stars. I've been reading, I've been intentionally making reading more female kind of books recently. Okay. Um, so like Mini Driver and people like that, just funny, resilient kind of people. Um, I do like a good rock star, you know. <laughs> Duff McKeegan's book is like fantastic. But then that's kind of just like living, probably being a bit more straight-laced myself, that, you know, living living through other people. So I love a, I love a, an autobiography. I love a podcast, um, as you know, um, you know, and but I love, you know, comedic ones as much as kind of help ones um I do read the odds um so I, I I'm into audio books at the moment so I'm kind of loving loving those again they tend to be more more um kind of famous people than self-help but I do do a bit of self-help or yeah shelf help as um, Greg Tyndall would would call it which I I like as a thing so um so kind of yeah I guess being a bit of a magpie and stealing little bits of silver and therefore using those to to come up with whether it be business ideas or anecdotes Dave Trott is amazing I love his books you know he was a real creative genius from the advertising world and some of his stories, like the invention of uh, swearing and, and kind of things like that, are just just brilliant one, brilliant thing. So I guess I guess um, being a magpie and taking from lots of different books and podcasts and bits of information, I find really inspiring. Amazing! Wow, I feel empowered to go and check some of the. I didn't know Mini Driver had a. Um, at, like, oh, it's quite wonderful. And, and Lee and our group of friends, you all call me Mini anyway, so I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you read that. And you're normally the driver. And I am the driver, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, how do you maintain, I mean, you've dipped into this already, but the healthy work-life balance while still pursuing your goals and passions? Um, well, health is an interesting thing so my mental health is is a lot better since kind of running my own thing and doing my own thing and coming out of media I wouldn't say my physical health is is um is anything to write home about um but look just boundaries 
boundaries i was never i was never great um at boundaries and i was ambitious and i worked hard and i traveled a lot and and i could have been a better dad and husband because i think that i was working long hours um and it got better towards the end um i'm i'm chuffed a bit but also very jealous of people now who have got these kind of hybrid working you know kind of practices and a day or two if not more a week to have that to have that a little bit more balance and not be commuting and stuff like that um so that's great but yeah since doing my own thing you know just dinner times and being present with the kids and you know uh I think I think having those boundaries and trying to turn off is is um really really important and as important as being intentional around date nights and seeing your friends and going out for walks with your mates and supporting each other. You know, we've got me and two mates have got a WhatsApp, a little check-in thing that we do to check in on each other and just make sure that we're all right because we all we all have little dips, you know, kind of yeah. here and there. And um, so just, yeah, just trying to be you know, a bit intentional to, to reach out and connect and support each other. And, and I think, forgive me if I'm wrongly, but I think women are a lot better of having those little groups where men just kind of talk what their interests are as opposed to like deep dive. And I think I think there's more men that are definitely doing that. And I don't know whether I'm... I think it's definitely still harder for a lot of men to talk about I'm struggling at the moment because the reality is we all do go through those, you know, like yesterday I felt really anxious and I spoke to Elton and was like, oh, I don't know why I'm suddenly feeling anxious because I felt like I'd been all right for a while. But then you talk it through and realise, OK, it's this, it's that. And then you're able to kind of move on. So the fact that you've got a little group of men that you know you can go to must be incredibly empowering totally and and i think i think men are getting better at it um you know i I, we have we have this little thing called thirsty thursday which is um first thursday of every month we go to our local pub um the the guys that live on our road so there was seven of us last week sometimes there's two or three or four Sometimes there might be 10 to 15. Um, But even just in our in our session last week, um, just having a few drinks together there, we talked about mental health. We talked about physical health and, you know, scans and people were pretty open. And and we just got onto a bit of a, you know, sometimes we just talk silliness, you know, of course. Yeah, (laughs) but but you need that. Yeah, that's it. And then other times it's, you know, we're talking health and we got onto a health one last week and it's fantastic. And you just go, yeah, it is getting better. And I hopefully for our kids, I think I think the sense during the pandemic was that boys might be better off than girls because they're all tend to be gaming and therefore talking more. Um, I, you know the upside and the downside of mobile phones is that probably everyone is talking for longer and more you know 
sometimes you know you catch you know go down to my kids and be fast asleep but still on the phone to someone yeah. <laughs> well, you, we go to bed, but we're hearing something like they still on yeah. the phone. You're like, yeah. oh, it's like one o'clock in the morning. What could they possibly be talking about? But yeah. So hopefully that that the power of connection will be for good. And, yeah. and we just need to be careful, don't we, about all of the potential downsides of that always exactly. on nature. Yeah. And maybe that's it. I think maybe as men, there are more of those discussions going on. But perhaps as like the wives or the girlfriends, you 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 probably wouldn't come back and go, oh, we had a great chat about this, this and this. So then we might not know and then think all you talk about is football. So I guess not that you have to declare and it's not about necessarily being nosy, but sometimes you don't know what. I think women are just better at talking and can go blah, 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 blah about I know I can. Um, not yeah. everyone is. So, and maybe like Thirsty Thursdays could be a thing like nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good excuse anyway. Yeah. It's, only, it's only the first Thursday of the month. Oh, first. Yeah. Not every Thursday. <laughs> then you'd be going somewhere else. You, okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, okay. Last question. What advice, Lee, would you give to someone who is looking to take the first steps towards becoming more empowered in their own life? Like number advice. one, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, get a coach, but no, get, but get, reach out to someone and you know, yeah. a mentor, maybe, you know, kind of. At work you know mentors are really good and have a few you know yeah. uh, I remember doing a social media post once about your c-suite you know your c-suite so your chief you know your chief fun officer you know you know it's like me and Elton your other half you know if there's one person in the world that I will always giggle with you know on the phone if I'm feeling a bit down then it'll be him you know it's just yeah. silly another mate down in Australia, Johnny Hopkins, you know, just kind of just absolute silliness, whether it be on WhatsApp or whatever. So you, your chief fun officer, you, you kind of, your chief, you know, um, it might be marketing officer, you know, the person that helps you in, in your work, you know, um, you know, or something like that. And then different mentors for things where you might have either a connection or a weakness. You know, just having having that group of people that you can you can call and you can talk to, and you know, um, it's like you know, you and I have had lots of good conversations, haven't you? And yeah. you know, I've learned as much as you as you've learned from me. And you know, when it comes to marketing, you know, you got your own podcast. You know, it's like it's brilliant. You know, one of my other clients who's a coach, she's got a wonderful newsletter. You know, and I haven't got either of those, yeah. so it's great. But, you know, it's kind of we all do things in our own different ways. So, yeah, having a group of people that you can that you can lean on and learn from and talk to and share with, I think, is is it helps to empower you to to be in a better version of yourself, to having less self-doubt, less imposter syndrome and all of that. And it's it's great to have a sounding board. Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it almost comes back to that kind of 
like the balance of happiness of life as well isn't it because it's always about connection and kind of community and like you say like your c-suite of your chief officers like if everyone kind of almost thinks of people in their lives like that and even sometimes people that you come across just by chance that are really empowering is like it's it's it is just great to connect with people and hear what someone else has got to say or how they see it and I think in the conversations we have we've had I always come away feeling like more empowered to want to do something or that Lee sees that in me which always feels like a huge compliment in itself so um and I'm sure all your clients kind of feel that from you so kind of thanks for being out there for people and doing an amazing job of what you're doing so and thanks yeah, well, for just, my podcast oh well thanks for inviting me you know it's it's fantastic to to have a chat as always yeah and yeah I mean it's I think it's it's great great kind of what what you're doing and it's a, it's a good life isn't it it's a good it's a, yeah good career to live through other people and help them you know unblock the yeah. blocks that they've got yeah no it really it really is okay thank you i'll leave all your details on the whatever the show notes or whatever are called so um if anyone's looking for an amazing coach you wouldn't go far wrong with lee so um thank you very much and remember empower you <laughs> <laughs>